Hey, this is Kiran Nagraj from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Joe Mahesh with us. Joe has been a professional coach and counselor for over twenty years, guiding teams and individuals into greater self-awareness, performance, and connection. Specializing in communication, presentation, training, team performance, as well as personal transformation, Joe is a master facilitator and a coach who serves in the corporate and personal arenas. He's also an actor, and let's. bring his acting skills to work he is going to make us laugh and i am going to also try to do that and as so far you can see we are not very we were not very good at that job because we didn't try to so let's get into it let's go welcome to the show let's begin with your journey as an actor as a professional as a father everything wow thanks karen appreciate you having me on here and and for allowing me to come back since i And say screwed up on our first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, takes me a couple of times. I dri- I dr- I failed my first driving's te- driver's test too. I need <laughs> second go. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'll try and I'll try and keep us on track here because I want this to be valuable to you and to hopefully anyone who's listening. Yes, I appreciated your interest and curiosity in my work as an actor. That is certainly it's still a big part of who I am, and it's actually led me to my journey as a coach. as well. We I don't know if we have enough time in one episode to go through <laughs> of the story, but I initially really was led by my fascination in human behavior. I was a college athlete. I went to college to play ball. I was an athlete really much of my life. Mm-hmm. I was one of those kids who was like an overweight kid who used to get beat on and then one day said, screw this and then I grew, started working out. Said, no one's ever going to make me feel that way again. And I probably overshot it. I came super competitive. I wanted to destroy all those individuals that made me feel less than, and so I could be better than them. And I was somewhat of a driver, but it got me to a scholarship for college, whatever that's. And it really it started my journey off into testing my limits and seeing what was possible. And I was just a big believer: mindset is everything. And if there's something you want and you want it bad enough. There's nothing that's going to get in your way. You may have setbacks, you may get knocked down, and but I was driven to to see how far I could go. Certainly, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. physically. So I played basketball in college, and I started out as an architect major, and I failed that miserably. So I got into what a lot of people do when they're just not that good of a student. I got into psychology, you know. But I genuinely was curious about human behavior. I remember the class that got me was abnormal psych. You know, my my professor Fricky, I had a huge cr- crush on. She was beautiful, and so that kept my attention. But I really it was this fascination of what makes people do what they do. Why do they do it? Yeah. And what goes on up in here? So human behavior is also always of fascination for me. And then I had an opportunity to act. My English teacher said, "Hey, Joe, can you sing?" And I was like, Yeah, I can hold a tune. He's like, There's a role that would be perfect for you. Why don't you come out? And I figured, all right, this is a good way to get a good grade. Most <laughs> maybe be fun. So I got the part. I fell in love with acting, and then I was on this whole other trajectory of of human behavior exploration. For me, acting was like, how do you? Why do people do what they do? How do you walk in their shoes and live a life of someone who's different yet probably similar to you? And that that started me off in a journey. I took a two year program at the William Esper Studios in Manhattan. Started taking acting more seriously. 
And then getting some work and it was great, but as an actor, you get work and you think your next job is the one that's going to make you. It's not how it works. And so I had these dry spells and it brought up a lot of stuff, that rejection. I, you suck. Mm. What are you doing? Stop. Like, where's your money coming from? How are you going to live this way? And all of a sudden you get another job. It's like golf. I don't know if you play golf. You hit just enough good shots to think you're going to be good, but then you suck and then you're good. And then I was getting enough work to keep me hanging on. But in those dips, I started dealing with some depression and things that were really getting the better of me. And I was like, okay, I just need to do something for fun. And I decided to become a seventh grade baseball coach, a basketball coach. And I did that in a boys school in Manhattan. And I fell in love with these kids. They fell in love with me and they're like, oh, you're an athlete too. And how'd you like to come and build our strength training program? And they hired me full time to build their strength training program and became a phys ed teacher. And I was working with these kids and I was like, wow, I wish I had someone like me when I was growing up. Because they would stay after, after class and after the workouts and they'd just start talking to me and asking questions. And I was like, wow, these kids are really struggling with some stuff that I can relate to. I was a young guy becoming a man, those middle school, upper school years. And so I went back for my master's to, to work as a school counselor. And so that's where some more of the mindset coaching was coming in and really bridging these pieces of physical performance and mental performance. And that took me elevated to the next place as a coach. And I continued to work as an actor just to get enough. I was getting enough work to keep me excited and interested. It's really what I love to do, but I also love to work and not be depressed sitting in my apartment waiting for work. And I had found I had other gifts too. I was coaching, acting, counseling, and then I, one of so I was also personal training outside of the school. So I had some clients on the Upper West Side and I was working with a woman who owned a presentation training company. Mm -hmm. She was one of my clients. And she really made a huge turnaround. She had a hip replacement that was poorly rehabbed. She probably about 100 pounds overweight. She couldn't get off the floor. We worked together for about a year and a half, up and down off the floor, dropped 90 pounds. She really changed her life. I helped her along the way, but it was her faith and her like, determination to want to change that got her there. She said, Joe, you, wow, you're a really good coach. You're an actor and you're a very good communicator. You understand psychology. Would you like to come and work for me as a presentation coach? And then that brought me to the next level of my coaching. I worked there for about three years and the structure of the organization didn't quite fit my lifestyle. I needed more freedom. And so I went out on my own and I continued to do some of the personal development coaching, personal training, still acting, still getting enough work to keep me happy with, you know, Hey, I still, I can do this. It's a cool thing about acting. You could probably do it till your last days, the role for you and in, in every of life. Yeah. And then I went out on my own, really got deeper into the neuroscience of connection, trust, and then came across another company who I work with now. Brain Trust is the name of the company where I'm doing some more of that neuroscience. Uh, they have wonderful programs there for neuro coaching, neuro selling. So I got into some sales training work that I love as well. So I've got my own company doing more of the personal development. I'm also an acting coach and the presentation communication 
team building, that's collective endeavors. And then I have brain trust where I'm doing more of the sales training, neuro coaching and doing their programs. That's, that brings us up to present day. I am someone who needs to do a lot of different things. It keeps me engaged. Keeps me, I love variety. So I think I've, by the grace of God, I have been able to design my life where I get to do the things that light me up. That's the meaning of life. That's what we need. If you are not happy with what you're doing or joyful all day long, there are situations when you have to make sure that if there is not so good event happened outside, then you cannot be like, I'm joyful, I'm happy, but you can stay joyful. However, reacting the way it is needed. So yes, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, you know, the tie-in for me is my acting training. I'm so grateful for it. William Esper can say what you want because there are people that love him and there are people that had a, some challenges and it's because he was a no BS guy. When he talked about how actors, you guys are, you're a dime a dozen. And if you think that you're going to get by bullshitting your way through, go, he would say, go be a brain surgeon. It's easier. So it was based in this idea of truth. And that's the piece that I think that crosses all of the work that I do. How can we get to your truth? Because once we, you, I can help you get as honest as you can with yourself, because that's hard for us. Sometimes we don't want to acknowledge the truth because it's too painful. But I do believe one of my greatest coaches was a boxing coach. He really changed the way that I saw myself. I, he, he was able to see this power that I had within me that I did not see, but he did it with kindness. He was the first coach that brought so much kindness, the way that he coached me. He reached me in a way that no other coach ever did. And he changed my life. And he taught me that kindness transforms. Kindness and truth, I should say, transform. And as I was saying, for some people, the truth is really hard. So you've got to bring some kindness in helping them see it. And I'm still on that journey too. And I invite people into my life who can respectfully, encouragingly reflect truth back to me as well. We all have our blind spots. We just don't see what we're doing. And it takes trust to allow someone to reflect that back to you. And it has to be done, in my opinion, my style is in a kind as way as possible. Sometimes truth is a smack in the face. I try not to give it that way, but at least if you've hired me because you want to grow and you want to change, then you're basically saying to me, Joe, help me see the truth because really? I'm having a hard time seeing it. And not only help me see the truth, help me navigate it in a way where it's not holding me back anymore, but actually propelling me forward. That's my acting search for the truth. If you're not truthful, get it the fuck out of here. Sorry, am I allowed to drop F-bombs? You can beep it up. If that's our journey, don't disrespect yourself by bringing anything less than the truth. And don't try to fool anybody else because we know human beings are phenomenal lie detectors. We know when someone is full of it, right? And my job as my own person and journey is to not be full of shit. My son, as I raise him, he is my favorite human. It is to help him be as truthful as he possibly can. His truth, not my truth, not someone else's truth, but let's be honest. Is what you're doing and what you're saying right now really what you're trying to communicate or something else going on? That's really my job as a coach, an acting teacher, and as an actor, father, friend. You can ask any of my close friends. 
I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask your permission. Hey, man, can I reflect something back to you right now? Because here's what I'm hearing. That makes sense. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, man. In a nutshell, that's what it is. Let's get to the truth. Let's get to it respectfully. Let's see what's getting in your way. And let's free you up and see what's out. Let's see what you can do. Yes, totally. And can you tell us about any client experiences, any success stories that you can remember of right now? I had a recent one, which was pretty awesome. So I do some some work with a foundation called United Against Poverty is here in, in Florida. And it's a they asked me to come. Actually, I volunteered. I love to do their work. They're, they basically help those who can't afford services, food, whether they're in homeless shelters or transitioning from a halfway house or from prison or from a recovery program, whatever it might be, in, into training them to re-enter and be able to take care of themselves and their families. And so they asked me to do some coaching. And one of the areas that I helped them was with interviews on job interviews and talk to them about the importance of listening, the importance of asking really good questions. Because not only are you going to have to be asked questions to answer, but you want to also come in with some really good questions and how to share your own story. And when I returned to do another training with another group, Going through this program, the director of the program announced that this one individual really just blew away the prospective employer, got a great job, and a lot of it had to do with the way they showed up at the end. So when I hear stories of that, that, that job interview really changed that person's life, like getting that job, just being a part of that is awesome. There are many helping people lose weight, take better care of themselves. I'm a big person on slowing down. Pace is critical. We're all living at someone else's pace more often than not. And it's really getting back to the idea of the truth. How do we get back to your pace? Like what, where do you, what pace do you perform best at? And how can you actually recalibrate your life to your pace as opposed to trying to keep up with someone else's pace? People say, oh, Joe, how am I going to promise you? If you slow down and find your pace, you'll actually get more accomplished in less time. It's a paradox, but it's real. It's paradise, but it's real, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a paradox. It's people think if I slow down, I'm not going to get anything done. Less is more, more often than not. Totally agree with you on that. Joe, tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you now. What is your website? What is your email? Anything that can help us reach out. Yeah, my email address is jmassey at collectiveendeavors.com and I'm at collective www.collectiveendeavors.com. My website, again, I'm constantly growing, evolving. If you're looking for personal development, reach out. If you're looking to take better care of yourself, maybe you're a little bit lost, need a little direction, need to get yourself back on track, take better care of yourself physically. I'm a big believer. Pretty much anyone I work with especially in the personal development and growth domain is let's talk about what you're doing with your body on a regular basis. Like you can change your thoughts and change mindset. However, if your body's not doing what the body needs to do, I'm a big believer. You start with the body first, get you moving. Mindset changes, thoughts change. When you go out for a walk, tell me how many bad thoughts you when you're going out for a, right? Not many. The body is starting to move in a direction, right? Once we get the blood flowing, once those endorphins start to kick in, positive thoughts, we have better thoughts. 
I didn't tell anyone, start thinking new thoughts. I just said, hey, let's start taking better care of your body. Watch how your thoughts start to change. I don't know too many people that once they go to the gym, they feel like coming home and having a beer. <laughs> Not usually how it goes. They come home, this is weird. I want a smoothie. Yeah, I want a green smoothie. I don't know why, but I just, because the body, once it starts taking care of itself, it requires and asks for better things. The adverse or the converse is true. You sit around and you do nothing. The body eats chips. The body eats crap, wants more crap, doesn't want to move, eats more crap, doesn't want to move because they <laughs> eat more. So if you're looking to break that cycle, create a plan, start to uncover some things that are getting in your way, whether that's professionally or personally, yeah, reach out. That's where you'll find me. Yes. So do reach out, guys. And what would be the final action steps you suggest the listener does into this conversation? Just for yourself, start taking a look at maybe the pace of your life and who's dictating it. And how long is that pace really sustainable? And what price are you paying at that pace? And ask yourself, if I could slow down a little bit, what would my life look like? What would I be doing? What would I have more time for? How would that change my mental and psychological health? So start taking a look at pace and, and whose pace you're living at and if that's really working for you. And then you'll be amazed at what starts to unravel from there. Totally. Yeah, yeah. sure. Move your body. <laughs> go, go for a walk. Feeling like crap? Go for a walk. You want to grab food? Go for a walk. Yeah, man. I'm taking that advice. You guys take it or leave it. <laughs> but I loved it. So thank you so much, Joe, for such a wonderful conversation today. It was a pleasure to meet you today and learn more insights about how to get our personal growth going. So thank you so much again. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you again. And I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.